So fucking organized, but okay. this fucking situation definitely calls for fucking notes. It does. I just, I just want to highlight one thing first mm-hmm. before we before you read it. Mm-hmm. It was written by a woman. I know. I can I can almost understand it if it was written by a man. Yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. they have no fucking clue, mm-hmm. and they're all in their little boys club together. Yeah. Um. But it was written by a woman. I know. It's the whole thing. And just make it. Yeah, the, I, I had to stop. Like, you know how you, because you sent it to me in photos. Yeah, yeah. I had to read one and then be like, rah, 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 and stop. Yeah. And then I read the next one and then I was like, and I just kept exploding. Yeah. I was the same. I just, visceral reaction. Yeah. I was like, this yeah. is bullshit. But um, basically it's an article called Fears Labor Ward Culture is Fueling Suicides and Baby Deaths. It was in the Courier Mail. It was the like, Courier Mail. It was what, subscription Monday? only. Yeah, like or Sunday. Mm, oh, Sunday, Sunday came out. Yeah. yeah, and he's been a busy boy. The obstetrician in here that has lent his little fucking opinion on the situation was in another article that I'll read. Yeah, okay. As well, like and I think this comes on the back of you know the Maternity Consumer Network. Yes, they did an a piece on doctors barging in. They to just birth. did a complaint. It was just a complaint was to the hospital. Complaint? Yeah, yeah. Because right. I saw that they had a media call out for them last week saying any mothers that have had doctors barge in on their birth, please get in contact. Interesting. Yeah. So I think this is what this is on the back of. Yeah, and you know what's funny about that? They were com- like. Because there's been complaints about, yeah, doctors just walking in on labouring women. Which happens all the time. And, like... They don't even fucking introduce themselves. It's like a police officer coming into my house right now being like, hello, I'm Officer Varara. Yeah. If you have a break-in, I'll be the one here. It's like, shut the fuck up. If you have a break-in, <laughs> yeah. I don't care which cop comes. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so... This is the article. Fears labor ward culture is fueling suicides and baby deaths. Obstetricians believe they are being treated like the enemy by parents in birthing suites and have linked labor ward tension to a startling rate of doctor suicides and even some preventable baby deaths. Me and Sarah are going to hold, like, keep our tongues while it's we read so the whole hard. thing. It is so hard. And then we're going to pass it all apart. <laughs> Um, and it's by Jackie Sinatern, Kira Mal. The Sunday Mail can reveal top obstetricians believe their medical expertise is too often shunned by mothers determined to minimize medical intervention, creating a toxic atmosphere during births. Amid revelations, doctors have been thrown out of maternity rooms while making their routine rounds in public hospitals. One of Queensland's most respected obstetricians has warned the growing rebellion against specialists will cost the lives of babies and put obstetrics back decades. A cardiologist doing his job won't be questioned about their professional clinical input. In fact, it will be welcome, but that is not always the case for that for the obstetrician. Associate Professor Gino Pecorio, or whatever the fuck, said. <laughs> the patient is already in the hands of the midwife and the woman has her own idea about how she wants to birth. The obstetrician has to respect the mother's rights to have a say, but also make sure the baby is delivered safely. Sometimes the atmosphere is so tense it is palpable and the situation highly stressful for young registrars who are looking after 20 labouring women in one shift. Associate Professor Pecoraro, uh, well, how do you say that? Pecoraro? Pecoraro, yeah. Pecoraro. Um, is president of the National Association of Specialist Obstetricians and Gynecologists, NASOG. 
and former secretary of the Royal Australian and New Zealand College of Obstetricians and Gynaecologists, RANSCOG, and has been working a working obstetrician for decades. He is concerned the pressure is having fatal consequences for the doctors who live in constant <laughs> fear of litigation, in-house complaints and baby deaths as they juggle massive workloads. Obstetricians have higher than average doctor suicide rates, Associate Professor Picario said. This tragedy needs to be addressed, and while we all need to do better, a better job at looking after ourselves and our colleagues, it is important that, as a nation, we do our best to weed out toxic work environments and ensure every staff member feels valued, supported, and appreciated, he said. So instead of devaluing the input of our junior obstetric colleagues in labour wards, perhaps acknowledging that everyone involved in caring for labouring women is doing their best to ensure a happy and safe birth for both mother and child would be a better way to go. The Australian Medical Association Queensland Committee of Doctors in Training, CDT, Chair Dr Rob Nayer, said that female doctors commit suicide at 227% the rate of the general population and male doctors are 141%. An international study, the 2021 Medscape National Physician Burnout and Suicide Report, shows that 19% of obstetricians report having suicidal thoughts, the highest of all specialties. Orthopaedics, general surgery, family medicine and anesthesiology were all areas of high concern. The Sunday Mail revealed last week that the Maternity Consumer Network had written to the Marta Public Hospital complaining of doctors barging in on midwife-led births without permission. The registrar introducing themselves to the labouring woman is trying to make sure that if they have to administer obstetric treatment, it is not at the hands of a complete stranger and someone that they are meeting for the first time in an even more anxious and tense time. A career in obstetrics is hard enough as it is. Not only is it the longest training programs in six years, at six years, Anxiety and stress levels are high, staffing around the clock rosters is the norm, and constant threat of career-ending litigation is never far from trainees' minds, Associate Professor Picario said. Queensland obstetrician Dr Rod Allen, who has given evidence at inquest into the deaths of babies, said he has seen firsthand the trauma and heartbreak at the preventable loss of a baby. Birthing has become so safe simply because of many years of good obstetrics, and there is a belief that it is a natural life experience, but I have witnessed how it can go wrong very fast, he said. Dr. Allen said no doctor will barge into your labour ward for no reason. An independent inquiry into maternity services at Rockhampton Hospital following seven serious maternal incidents, including a baby death, found that, that the hospital needed to improve the escalation of deteriorating patients' cases to an obstetrician. Psychiatrist Dr. Helen Schultz held a suicide workshop on suicide and grief at the Ranscog Conference. There was a time when obstetricians were considered the gods of maternity. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> of course, these days, nobody wants a god in the labour room, but they definitely need a doctor with years of study to keep an eye on the women as they labour to make sure all is going according to plan, Dr. Schultz said. As well as the Ranscog conference, I held three years of clinical. I held three years of clinics for doctors across the country, including Queensland. There were more obstetricians than any other specialties. These doctors are so dedicated in their job that they are devastated if a patient makes a complaint. And it seems to be an area of medicine where patients and their families are very involved in the process. She said, "The end. Weird ending to kind it of is just so abruptly. fucking dripping <laughs> with arrogance, yeah, and patriarchy. It is. It's disgusting, which is why I'm so shocked that it's written by a woman. Mm, I know. Has, does it, does, I wonder if this woman has children. Like, I wonder if she's experienced birth. I'm not overly surprised it's a woman because I think I 
think some people would read this and not see anything wrong with it. Yeah, well, that's like, what's, they'd be like what's, what's my hubby said that this they morning. can't connect it. The dots. He was like, if you are just a normal woman, Sarah, like if you yeah. weren't you, if you weren't Sarah, if you were just a normal woman birthing in the hospital, following all the rules, following all the plans, you would li- read this and you would feel bad for the doctors. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh my gosh, I need to protect them. Yeah. I need to do whatever they say so that they don't commit suicide. Exactly. Which is fucking horrifying i think this article is the perfect if i was teaching at a uni or whatever new midwife like students i would hand it out to everyone like you know read it out everyone get a piece of paper write down five things that you think doesn't matter what you think but just write down five points on your opinion on this mm. write your name at the top hand it in to me i'm not going to shame anyone but just to see where they're at where they're with, at. Yeah, like sure. what it means to be a woman's advocate how the system is patriarchal and controlling how manipulative the language is and gaslighting like it's like whole way it's through. disgusting because i think if you're a midwife and you read this and you think there's nothing wrong yeah you are so you are the problem. you are a useful idiot like yeah. you have no fucking clue if you can't if you read read that and didn't see yeah how insidious it is it, it it's it, <gasps> it my highlighting the first sentence straight off the bat the the fucking okay the the title fears labor ward culture is fueling suicides. When I read that, I thought they were talking about the maternal suicide rate. Yeah, not the fucking doctors. Exactly. So maternal suicide in the first twelve months, it's got there's not much data on it really. They, I think the CDC did one study, captured data for forty two days post birth, and then like Hannah Darwin and that did some more kind of thing. Anyway, it's like one of the three leading causes of death of a woman after um having a baby is suicide yeah and that's what i thought labor ward culture labor ward on the labor ward the culture is 15 years behind it's not evidence-based it's It's abusive that's the culture 18 years is 18 years yeah yeah like that's the culture and fueling suicides and babies yeah and then that culture also fuels problems NICU admissions all Mm -hmm. of this shit because of how the iatrogenic harm that's caused so the fact that they've used that Mm -hmm. obstetricians believe they've been treated by enemy like the enemy by parents in birthing suites so, and have linked that to labor ward tensions. Yeah. Right. So it's not it's not that the doctors are disrespecting, mm-hmm. abusing, gaslighting the birthing woman. Yeah. It's that the woman mm-hmm. is is what um, hesitant to receive your care. Yeah. Or the first the first advocating like, for herself. Yeah. So she, by way of advocating her for herself, she's responsible for the labor ward tension. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's her fault. The the person in the room the most in the most vulnerable position yeah in pain probably yeah with nearly no fucking power she's the one that's responsible for the tension <laughs> and like the first sentence the sunday mail can reveal top obstetricians also top what what does top Who's mean that's top? just that's yeah. fluffy decorative words that doesn't mean shit believe their medical expertise is too often shunned and this is it by mm. mothers determined to minimize medical intervention creating Creating a toxic atmosphere during birth. So mums, if you are out there and you want to minimize medical intervention, you don't even realize you could be creating a toxic atmosphere, which is making baby doctors, as in like junior doctors, kill themselves. So it's like, (gasps) yeah, there's this whole power dynamic thing, right? Like in politics, it's used a lot and it talks about punching up. Like, don't punch down on the little guy when you have, when you're angry and you have things to express, punch up. So that would be 
the Queensland Health that are employing doctors or New South Wales Health, whatever, that are running them that hard that junior doctors are responsible for 20 labouring women. Yeah, that's He, he cites that's- that. What the fuck does that have to do with the woman labouring? That's not her problem. Punch up, cunt, and yeah. go to like yeah. who's... And it's people like you. He's a top doctor. They just had actually like a suicide awareness thing for doctors because they do bump themselves off a lot. It is well fucking known. It's well documented. It's seen often top doctors like him and whoever, like leading specialists, treat their junior doctors like absolute dog shit. Yeah. These juniors, like I would never want to be a doctor just watching what they have to go through. They're treated like shit. They're bullied. They're embarrassed and humiliated in front of patients all the time. They work 24-7. They barely sleep. But all of that, don't worry about that. Don't worry about the universities making sure... Don't you know, worry about the lack of sleep. Don't worry about the emotional trauma yeah. that they're receiving from their superiors. Don't worry about any of that. Yeah. Blame the woman. Yeah, the universities watch this happen to their students. The employers watch it happen. The top doctors all around are the, often the bullies. Mm. None of that. Don't worry. Don't punch up at those big institutions that are yeah. actually a big, you know... Just the little lady that comes in. And you know what? It's not that many that come in that want to minimize medical intervention. Although, I mean, to... It's growing, though. That's what I mean. Like, to get this kind of coverage, it must be growing. They must be getting so annoyed. Yeah. But, like, these doctors, it's just, once again, like, these people, often they finish school... And they're, they're like little nerds because they're smart. Yeah. This is so generally like I'm very. And then they stay in school for another six years. Yep. They come out. To, like I can't imagine being a junior doctor. You're basically a kid that yeah. went to uni. You're still a fucking kid. You don't. You Your friends haven't had babies yet because you're all at uni. Like yep. these people are so disconnected from it. Mm. And the next minute they're put in a situation that only taught what uni's taught them yep. and what their top doctors have told them. And then you have a woman come in and say, no, I don't want CTG monitoring. Like, I'm fine. Yeah. And they, they don't know what to do with that. And instead of going, okay, there's a growing cohort of women in the community that are shunning mm-hmm. obstetric advice. Yeah. How can we navigate this? Exactly. How can we help these women mm-hmm. while also keeping them safe? Yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, I think that's complete bullshit. Yeah. But instead of going, okay, let's fix this mm-hmm. they're just blaming the woman they double down on yeah. their position yeah. and they try to like demonize the position yeah it's it's all shifting and they don't know what to do no they're shitting themselves they are um and this is also the labor board tension um i wrote down like they have a complete inability to navigate tense situations yeah, that's what I, yeah totally like and that's got nothing because to do with they are mother. so used to being respected and listened exactly. to and i'm the one with the knowledge in this room exactly. you should listen to me yeah so when a woman pushes back they're like oh fuck what do I do here what, what, what? yeah <laughs> yeah oh I'll pull the dead baby card yeah and this is like when you um oh there's that really awesome woman she's a lawyer but she talks about the whole dead baby card and she was at a conference like in LA or something a doctor said like but what happens if we know the baby's going to die like what do we do and she doesn't want a c-section or and another doctor stood up, like a well-respected obstetrician, top of his fucking game, whatever. And he said, we need more humility as doctors to know when a baby's going to die because we don't know. How many C-sections no no happen? The CTG is notoriously wrong. Yeah. It's wrong most of the time that you have these unnecessary C-sections because the fucking CTG said this and the baby's fine. But that's all misconstrued in the, in the storytelling to the woman. If they knew when a baby was going to die... 
no babies in a hospital would die. Yeah. But they still do. All the fucking time. We know because of the C-section rates, because of the induction, everything. Okay, so what's the whole thing with like CTG has never improved outcomes. It's never prevented more, um, what's it called, when the baby gets stuck in oxygen. There was a new, there was also new um, evidence, just new studies came out the other day about inductions as well. Cerebral, cerebral palsy. Oh, yeah. yeah. So since we've, since inductions have increased, um, infant mortality rates haven't changed yeah nothing's at all. Changed. they have not changed yeah so we're now inducing 40 what is it about 50 percent of women are getting induced yeah now and nothing has changed still birth rates sorry haven't changed at all yeah exactly so it's just another one of those bullshit things it's just ridiculous and that's like that's the problem though they they are at the top of the food chain even if they want to pretend they're the victim in this situation they're up the top and they have the power over most people yeah. who haven't seen through their bullshit to say you need a C-section right now or you need that CTG on or I've seen this happen to a patient this, you know, last week and, you, you know. So they're, they're in a situation where they've not really had to deal with that, like you said, right, yep. because they've always been the top dog. They make the decisions in the room. Everyone follows on and the women and pick up the pieces after it when yep. they're long gone, right? Yeah. And I just think, so I my background is mostly mental health nursing and working in like an acute psychiatric mental unit and – the doctors there wouldn't be fucking complaining to the paper. Oh, we have a tense situation. There are paranoid patients, completely drug fucked patients, floridly psychotic people. They think you're trying to like hurt them, put implants in them. They're violent. You know, that's, you develop skills working in that environment to literally de-escalate that. Even yep. though you're looking at it and like the police would just like arrest and like drop it them off. Been, I'm sure they don't know how to deal with it. But when you work in that situation, you figure it out. And These also, people don't I'm have sure that skill set. Working with those people, you know, working with people in intense psychiatric situations would have been a large chunk of their training. Yeah, I doubt obstetricians are receiving. Yeah. any training on how to deal with a woman who isn't interested in medical interventions Nothing. would they like yeah that's and not I, part of their learning i just think as this is growing and women are realizing no we don't want to go to the hospital to have all this shit done to us yeah the universities especially midwifery they need to be um keeping up with the fucking time they need to have literally people come in who yep. have fucking free birth like go find the most radical woman in your community mm-hmm. bring her in and don't attack her, but just ask her Learn questions. From her. Literally just be like, okay, this crackerjack's sitting here. Yeah. All your midwife students, ask her whatever questions you want. Yeah. And, you know, she'd have to be a tough woman because, you know, you'd have the arrogant little fuckers. You know, but like, I always think... To learn. After... So I went in with River when I was in labor with River, obviously. Her quartered prolapsed and I'm in the emergency room. And... Yeah. They're asking me all these questions. Have you had scans? Have you had any prenatal care? Blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. So... Wouldn't you, you would form an opinion of me, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd be like, okay, this woman's really radical. She's really crazy. Um, she <laughs> yeah. shunned all medical interventions, mm-hmm. you know. But then when they get into the operating room after River's born, they try to jab me with, with oxytocin. Yeah. Like, how have you not by that point? Like, yeah. this is an hour after you've met me. Mm-hmm. You know all my shit. Yeah. How have you not gone, there's no way this woman wants oxytocin? Yeah, I know. You know, that, and that just shows yeah. that huge gap in their mm-hmm. understanding of women that don't want medical yeah. interventions. And it's not that you wanted them to assume you didn't, just to ask, ask before jabbing you. Yeah. Because it's quite clear I mean, you probably would decline it. That should be fucking standard anyway. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Woman. Even if you want it. Yeah. You even if ask. you were a woman that had received all the prenatal care yeah. available. You still ask. You are still should be fucking asked before a drug is administered. Yeah, exactly. But... 
me going in there of all people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, and that just shows how they have no fucking clue yeah. that there is a whole community of women out there mm-hmm. that are not interested in their bullshit. Yeah, exactly. And they're being, those health professionals could be wonderful if they understood that. They could make transfers safer yes. if they understood that. And less traumatic. And the universities and the health system are failing those health professionals. Yes. It's not us or whatever. It's not up to us to really explain it. Whereas I, I like... I would always be willing to like look at us right now on this podcast. Of yeah. course, we're willing to share what we think because we yeah. can see this huge fucking problem. Yeah. But these people are just like not double down, wrong, yeah. wrong, wrong. Yeah. Like demonize them. Protect the you don't learn anything. Things. How many more free births are happening in this fucking town? Do they yeah. think it's just gonna stop? No. What's gonna happen is eventually one day babies die. So yes. they're gonna die in free births. They're gonna die at the hospital. Babies have died here. I, like, I know of. It happens. Yeah. So, but what's gonna happen is it's gonna happen one time in the community, yeah. and then it's gonna be an absolute absolute fucking shitstorm yeah. and it's going to be blame 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 whereas perhaps if there was a more cohesive understanding of the two groups of people yeah and that doesn't mean the health system this is what they say oh well let's work together then come in and we want your bloods we want this yeah. no, no 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 like he's getting it all wrong like yeah. he's getting it all wrong we want to be able to go to a place i always felt like if i was laboring something was wrong as did you if something you know i'd go to the hospital but there are women out there who won't fucking go yeah they will have a terrible smell coming out of them they'll be leaking fluids for five days babies movements will slow down and they won't want to go to the hospital because of the attitude of those people there and because they were and probably trauma. Previously, previously traumatized exactly their trauma which isn't recognized yeah like you know you have a bad birth you go for a debriefing session to yeah. the same people that did it to you and you just basically get their narrative put on top of your trauma and yeah. then you know. and all they do is explain to you all the reasons why they abused you exactly exactly <laughs> i'll never ever ever forget being in that birth when that woman had a quote-unquote bleed yeah. um and just the the little talk the midwife gave her you could never birth at home you if you weren't here you you know it wouldn't have i don't think she said died but it would not have been good if you weren't here you were gonna you were losing a lot of blood she wasn't you know just the lies mm. and just at that time like she's just birthed she's so open spiritually See, and just to tell her this little lie they do learn how to talk to people yeah. but they learn the wrong fucking skills yeah. like after river's birth and i'm in the um special care unit holding her finally um the neonatal nurse practitioner came in and Mm -hmm. she was like oh um i'm I'm really glad to finally meet you i've i've spent the last 45 minutes figuring out how to talk to you (laughs) i'm like no cunt you've been figuring out how to manipulate me (laughs) into doing what you want to do and it ain't gonna happen yeah i don't care how many fluffy fucking words you use how many times you say that my daughter could have died or could still die yeah it ain't happening yeah Mm -hmm. they have learned how to talk to women but all they've learned is how to manipulate and coerce and bully them into doing what they want to do yeah exactly they haven't learned how to protect the woman Mm mm-hmm and that's the problem is like you need skills to talk to women, but then, um, <laughs> blank. <laughs> Did you have a coffee this morning? No. Maybe you should have. I should have. <laughs> oh no, I have. Yeah, I have had. Okay. <clears throat> I haven't. I was going to make one before this. So I think, um, this is the problem is it's not cutting it anymore. What their, their fluffy words aren't cutting it. Music no. in your C-section isn't cutting it. No. Having oils burning Music, isn't cutting it. Yeah. Oh, you're going to dim the lights for me? Quiet that doesn't voices. cut it. It doesn't. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. That doesn't. There is some essential fundamental things happening in this room. The power dynamic, everything. The yeah. way you're talking and commanding energy, me. Yeah, everything. Everything. You, yeah. you don't understand how deep this fucking runs. And doing those little simple little things. Hey, well, I'm a holistic midwife and I'm going to share a fucking thing on my 
Instagram about. Mm. I believe in women. Like, <laughs> no, because if you read a, an article like this and don't see the problem, like, yeah. oh my God. Um, the next bit I've got highlighted <coughs> is where they say one of Queensland's most respected obstetricians has warned the growing rebellion against specialists will cost the lives of babies and put obstetrics back decades. And I like underlined put obstetrics back decades. Mm, One mm -hmm. rebellion. Like what, why, why, why are we a rebellion? Mm -hmm. Because we're finally standing up for Mm -hmm. ourselves and taking back our fucking birth. Exactly. That's not a rebellion. This is, um, the patient rights that you fucking know it's like um patients rights you do not disrespect their rights yes you don't call them a rebel if they don't accept your treatment no what the fuck is wrong with you you know what else is also gross is like one of queensland's most respected obstetricians dodo birds reading this just accept that oh one of the most respected how do you know they're the most respected because he's got the most numbers uh fucking letters behind his name yeah how many women has he abused how many many normal births has he seen probably none exactly um, and then put obstetrics back decades. Uh, yeah, probably because obstetrics has no fucking place in birth. Yeah. In normal physiological in, birth. Exactly. Obst- obstetricians should only be called in. Uh-huh. In an emergency. Exactly. They have no place in normal birth. Exactly. How many women, spe- celebrities especially, do yeah. you know, end up with a C-section because they're all through their pregnancy, they're like, oh, I've got the best obstetrician. I've yep. hired Sydney's most top obstetrician Mm -hmm. and as soon as i say that i'm like bitch you guaranteed yourself a a cesarean and this is where it's really really hard because he's blaming women who don't want medical intervention on doctors killing themselves and babies dying right but there is there comes in a place where if you want a certain birth but you choose to pay a private obstetrician wake up to yourself get a reality check it sucks but if you want a particular birth you need to be informed and it's so annoying you have to be informed like you should just be able to go to the system and get what you want you should be able to it's not going to happen meet the obstetrician and go i I really want a normal physiological vaginal birth and he should go i ain't your guy exactly like he shouldn't take your money and then here's a midwife that i highly recommend go see her yeah exactly Definitely just refer them on because yeah. why you, if you don't like this toxic work environment, yeah. why are you allowing a woman to pay you money mm-hmm. when you know you don't yeah. agree with half her birth plan? Exactly. Like what's wrong with you? Exactly. Which sucks because I think it is his his fault or her fault, the obstetrician's well, fault. I mean, as far as hierarchies go, they are in the position of power there. Exactly. If you're employing someone to yeah. do a job for you, yeah. you are saying, I don't have the skills or yeah. the knowledge to do this for myself. Mm-hmm. I need your expertise. And yeah. therefore that is putting that person in the position of power. Mm-hmm. So you are exactly. relying on their you are relying on their expertise. And if you are the type of person that I'm, I'm talking about like low risk, right? Like if I'm somebody who's pregnant with quintuplets, yeah, or yeah. like, That's you what know, I mean. or if like, I've got massive health issues and my heart doesn't work properly, of course I'm going to go to the obstetrician. But if you're just a normal person, first pregnancy, you're happy and healthy, whatever. And you just walk in and, and you already are that way inclined that you get the best obstetrician. You have so much to learn. Yeah. Like, especially if you're somebody who's like, I don't want a C-section, then why, what are you doing? Yeah. Like you don't know. So especially in that situation, they are, you are a God and I'm so lucky that I got into you. I'm so lucky exactly. you're taking me as a patient. Like, yeah. So when he says there is, so he goes, has warned of the growing rebellion against specialists will cost the lives of babies and put obstetrics back decades. There is no evidence for this. What no. is he talking about? No, none. <laughs> 
So women don't want medical intervention. This is the current stats, right? He's, he's scared that we're going to kill babies, but this is the current stats. In 2019, two in five women who gave birth had a spontaneous labor. Around one in three had induced labor. One in five had no labor. Two out of three women in Australia had vaginal births, while the remainder, 36%, had a cesarean section. Australia's C-section rate of 34 per 100 live births is higher than the OECD average of 28 per 100. Around one in four mothers had an episiotomy. So I'm just looking at this. I'm like, what, are you, what is he talking about? But There's more of, intervention than ever at the yeah, moment. What is none, he talking about? And none of your interventions have proven to improve, have been proven to improve outcomes. Exactly. None. None. Not your CTG, not your inductions. Your C-section rates are through the fucking roof, which have massive risks. Mm-hmm. Your over-management and over-diagnosis of diabetes is doing nothing to improve outcomes. No, your obstetric care is already costing lives. Exactly. Like, so what the fuck? What are you talking about? (laughs) That's what I just thought. This is just a sentence that if you didn't actually think about it. It's really inflammatory. It's bullshit. It's not based on anything. It's just just a sentence for one of those mothers sitting at home that doesn't know anything about birth yet, Mm -hmm. hasn't walked the system, hasn't been abused. It, It will read that and go, oh my gosh, like... If I don't do what the obstetrician says, it might cost the life of my baby. Yeah. Or if you're a mother or anybody who's had a traumatic birth and yeah. then we're told a bullshit story. Yes, and, and believe then, that bullshit And you see your neighbor have a baby at home and you fucking low-key hate that bitch because that's what you actually wanted, but you couldn't yeah. get it because you were abused and then you were told a story. This is like, see? Yeah. See? Yeah. This is why we need obstetricians. Yeah. And then they start conflating. And this is why you're a fucking dangerous exactly. bitch for birthing at home. And they start thinking if you have your baby at home like we did – that you don't like, because I get this. For, like, of course, obstetricians are needed at times. We're not dumb. Mm. We're talking about the majority of women mm. who enter into the system and are abused, and the income, their outcomes don't improve. That's what we're fucking talking about. This send this thing here. A cardiologist doing his job won't be questioned about their professional clinical input. In fact, it will be welcomed. But that is not always the case in, as an obstetrician. So this, whole, this <laughs> so. A cardiologist doing his job won't be questioned. Because are we comparing birth to heart disease li- now? Yeah, we are. That's exactly like is that what where we're, we're at? Yeah, because <laughs> this is the problem, and he doesn't. This is how dumb this guy is. Like this is how. But, but they genuinely think that birth it's is the, the same, same as health disease, same same. heart disease. When you get pregnant. It's a medical condition. It's a medical condition immediately. It's like, so fast. It's like people have been having babies for thousands and thousands of years. The fact that there's 8 billion of us, most, yes. of the ba- most of the babies born on this planet are unassisted because yes. not everyone has a maternity system. The fact that there's that many people, birth mostly works, right? Yeah. And then they come in with their little fucking CTG straps and all their little bullshit. And then when a mum says no, they're like, but cardiologists don't get that. <laughs> and the whole other side of this, right? Comparing birth to heart disease for me, to me is just absolute lunacy. But yeah. also... Your heart is obviously a very vital functioning part of your body. Mm-hmm. I don't know the insides and outsides of my heart. Yeah. I would know if there's something wrong with my heart. Yeah. And I would go and see a cardiologist. Yeah. I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. I've been experiencing my period since I was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. I've become very, very accustomed and attuned. Attu- in tune with my menstrual cycle. Yeah. I've been pregnant. I... I know what's going on with my womb. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's completely different. Mm-hmm. And on a um, 
on a physio on a biological level, like from a scientific standpoint, I mm-hmm. can't tell you the difference between a, a uterus and a heart. Yeah. But my body knows the difference. Yeah. I know what's going on in my womb. Mm-hmm. I know what's going on with my baby. I know what's going on with my pregnancy because we are connected. Yeah. I'm not connected to my heart in the same sort of yeah. way. You know. But once again, it's like pathology and sickness yes. has caused the heart. That's why you need a doctor. Exactly. Same as yes. If I knew there was something des- terribly wrong with my baby, yeah. I need an obstetrician. Yeah. If I'm just pregnant and everything is all well and good I don't need an obstetrician no and that's what this guy is struggling with because he wants the same power as a cardiologist where the patient is completely fucking silent while he's doing his surgery but he chose to want to put his fingers up vaginas for his career and guess what we fucking have a mouth that talks because often we're not under a general anesthetic when we have a baby so if you don't like that input find some go work in a morgue go be a cardiologist yeah go be a cardiologist like yeah, if you didn't want to work with women, why the fuck did you become an obstetrician? Once again, like this um, the psychiatrist chick that talked about there was a time when obstetricians were considered gods of maternity. Oh, That's when this it, guy became an obstetrician. I've got like the biggest fucking stars oh. next to <laughs> Like, but that's what that's the culture is yeah. like you deliver babies oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh and i've i think quite often these doctors uh don't have any kind of pushback on anything from mm. when they were teenagers you're a doctor oh my god you graduate oh you're gonna help women have babies oh my god yeah. but that's all the shit and the platitudes they get and then you know and then they come into a room where there's a woman who's not as educated or perhaps no tertiary education or perhaps just finishing grade 10 and she's like no i don't want that and they're just like how what the fuck yeah. I don't know how to do it. It's an ego thing. Like, yeah, I have 100%. no fucking clue, man. 100%. Uh, the patient is already in the hands of the midwife oh, yes. and the woman has her own idea of about how she wants to birth. The obstetrician has to respect the mother's right to have a say. But, 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 I've fucking underlined that so big. also make sure the baby's del- delivered safely. So there's no, a myth. No, no, there's no but there. Exactly. There's no but. That's it. That's where the fucking sentence should exactly. have ended. Also make sure the baby's delivered safely. That's just, you've just invented that because legally yes. Yes. that baby isn't even a fucking thing. No. It's not even recognized until I birth it and it's outside of my fucking body. And how I birth it is my responsibility. And if I choose to not get a C-section, not get everything, and that yes. baby comes out floppy and dead, that's my that's on me. fucking responsibility. That's on me. Yes. If you're a woman who wants to put your, like, everything into the doctor, yeah. and then he fucks it up, that's you, on you too because you, you chose him. If you were a woman that was happy to put the responsibility of your birth and, the ba- and your baby's life in the hands of a doctor, you wouldn't refuse a C-section, exactly. would you? A exactly. woman that is refusing a C-section or any medical intervention mm-hmm. is well aware of the fucking risks she's taking yeah. and she's assessed the risks and she's assessed the benefits and she's mm-hmm. made her own fucking choice. Exactly. And that's where the conversation ends. End of. You need to be there to support her yep. and like give her her options that she yep. has in the hospital, yep. respect it and go, I know coercion, no coming in for round two of talking to her out of it and all of this shit. None of that crap. Yeah. And, but th- this would never happen. No. It's just, and like I told you the story a few episodes ago about the midwife saying the woman came in, didn't want to see section. Yes, yes, or the, yes. the CTG was so bad, I oh just turned God, it off, I couldn't I'm hear so it. stressed out. Like all of this shit. And the baby was born And the healthy. baby was born alive. And it's just like, holy fuck. Like, it's just so, it's so ridiculous. But yeah, it's like, the patient is in the hands of the midwife. So he's kind of almost shitting a bit on midwives. Like, you know, we've got midwives to deal with and she's got what her idea of how she wants to birth. And then the obstetrician has to respect the mother's right. And the woman but has then her. But we also have to make sure the baby's born alive. Like he's just like, oh, poor me. Like victimhood, man. <laughs> the woman has her own idea of how she wants to birth. Yeah. Like if that's not fueled uh, and just dripping with gaslighting and 
patriarchy. I don't know. Like, how dare a woman have any idea of how she wants her birth to go? Yeah. You know, like, would you ever question a woman planning her wedding day? Yeah. Would you ever question a woman planning Mm -hmm. any special event in her life? No. So why the fuck would you question her planning her birth? He, they see these things and often like, I know there's plenty of female obstetricians that are equally disgusting and are handmaidens of the patriarchy as well. Mm. But they see things in black and white, more logical. That's why they're doctors and they're yeah. doulas and midwives, like, you know. But they see things as just, like, outcome, like, labor. Yes. They just, like, dot points, dot points. Are you at this stage? Are you at this stage? What is the outcome? Tick, tick, tick. All the in-between, which is the feminine and what we want, it's not recognized. It's not even a thing and, to And them. the cost of what their outcome might have taken the woman is of no concern to them. They don't yeah. care if that woman leaves the hospital broken and in fucking And commits suicide in and 30 commits days' suicide time. And in even in eight months time postnatal depression doesn't usually hit until nine months exactly you know so where's the data on the women that commit suicide within 12 months of giving birth that's what hannah dallin said actually at the start i couldn't remember between nine and 12 months is Is when the the wheels fall off for women yeah yeah it's fucking ridiculous um sometimes the atmosphere is so tense it's palpable and the situation highly stressful for young registrars who are looking after 20 laboring women that's not our fucking problem that's literally nothing to do with us go talk to the employer go talk to queensland health yeah go talk to new south wales health yeah what do you go talk to the private hospital yeah you're the fucking the doctors often run their own little packs right so talk to the AMA, the little, all these boards you're a part of, Ranscog, all this shit you can rattle off in here that you're a part of. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking NASOG, Ranscog, fucking CDT, on the chair here, on the chair here. Go and influence those organizations to say, we need to better support our young registrars. They've got 20 laboring women. Mm. These these are kids basically out of uni mm. coming up against women who... Or how about you just better... better resource your hospitals and yeah. say well 20 of those laboring women i imagine only what maybe two of them need obstetric care but then the other two but, would be very well served with midwives. but i think that would be this is the thing though they can't they don't peel it back that far because yeah. these women are probably half of them are being in, not even induced. what is it 36 percent are being induced currently most of them are on pain relief no 36 36 received c-sections the induction rate would be even higher if we didn't fuck women up so badly in pregnancy we wouldn't have 20 laboring women who need obstetric care but guess what yous have all gotten us in the situation where often they all do because of the fuckery you know yeah and then the women don't help it because they don't understand they're not informed they don't aspire to have a birth that's just normal they want it to be interfered with which means you need obstetric i think a lot of women do aspire to Mm. have a normal birth like nearly Every woman I've ever yeah. spoken to aspires to have a normal birth. Yeah. But they aren't aware of the fuckery of the hospital. Yeah, I they guess. aren't and I for one was one. I me- I posted something on Instagram not long ago and yeah. I was just saying like you need to be aware of the coercion and the bullying tactic tactics mm-hmm. that the hospital are going to use. And yeah. then someone came back at me and they were like, oh, you, you really shouldn't scare women when, when you talk about birth. And I'm like, I'm not trying to scare anyone. Mm. This is the reality. This yeah. is the facts. And I really wish someone had told me. Yeah. I really wish someone had said to me, um, you know, if your water start leaking, you'll get induced straight away. Yeah. If this happens, this is what's going to happen. And exactly. This, no one told me. No. And, and And it took for me to be traumatized and abused by the hospital to figure it out for myself. Exactly. And... I think so. I think the majority of women mm-hmm. aspire to have a normal vaginal birth. Yeah. But they don't understand yeah. what they have to do mm-hmm. to achieve that. And they don't understand that 
it doesn't if you want an epidural you're not going to have a normal vaginal birth no. just because a baby comes out of your vagina yeah doesn't mean it's and it's not saying like oh you're just trying to like have a hierarchy of the greatest births or whatever it's not about because a when hierarchy. you have and it's exactly and it's about like the trauma that comes with it so if yeah. you're strapped down yeah and you need to now have coached pushing for two hours do yeah. you know what that does to your pelvic floor yeah do you you're going to have a prolapse probably if you want more than a few kids and you're going to have your babies like that yeah do you realize like the pressure you're putting on your baby when you're like mm-hmm. for fucking two hours do you straight? even know what's in the epidural do you realize if you didn't get an epidural and you were supported properly in a good atmosphere you could have had fetal ejection reflex and just mm. breathe the baby out with nearly no pressure on your pelvic floor because your body's guiding the baby out yeah this is what like you it's you can't say oh i just want a normal birth literally your bottom what is it called like your um <laughs> yeah, I know what you're trying to say too, and I can't think of it. Like your literally your standard is as long as it comes out of my vagina. Yes. You, you know what? Sometimes I'd rather a C-section oh, than have 100%. some of these horrendous vaginal yeah. births. My my friend had probably the most oh. traumatic birth, and it was it was vaginal. Yeah. But she would have been better off with a C-section. Honestly. She would have been less traumatized, less fucking ruined, and her body would have been exactly. less destroyed if she'd had a C-section three hours prior. And it's because there's a difference between having a, a v- vaginal birth. Yeah that is completely medicalized compared to having a vaginal birth where no one's barely touching you yeah. and you're undisturbed and, and you're birthing. completely physiological. There is a fucking difference. And, yeah. you know, every now and then a nuchal hand, whatever, you can get torn up real bad with just a normal undisturbed birth. But that birth. is just a variation of normal, and unfortunately. Again, some people, when you go to the hospital, it all changes because there's women who will, who are being constantly fucked with. They're, they're not, they don't have CTG, they don't have an IV drip in, they have nothing. They're laboring, quote unquote, completely normally. Look how physiological she is. But you've got her up on a bed that's up at your height with a bright light on her vagina. You're telling her to spread her legs. You've got your hands on the baby's head. You, Everyone's talking to her. No, no, no. That's not normal either. <laughs> no. that, that's fucking leave her alone. Shut up. Stop telling her what to fucking do. Yeah. Like you, you're, you're going to cause her to push that baby out too quick or whatever. Or you've got her on an angle that she naturally didn't get into until you told her to. And now you've affected everything. Like yeah. th- there's so, it's so, this is why. I stay the fuck away from the hospital now yeah. if I the was very, have a baby. And there's so much truth in the saying, the first intervention is leaving the home. Literally. And it is mm-hmm. because as soon as you fuck with the warmth and comfort and security of where you yeah. feel safest, mm-hmm. all your hormones and emotions change. Yeah. And that's what birth relies on. Exactly. Is that tight, that intricate, beautiful dance mm-hmm. that happens if you allow it to at home, undisturbed. Yeah. And in the comfort and safety of your home. And that's like the feminine side to birth. Yeah. Which these doctors do not even see. No. And to them, it's just like the woman has her own little idea about how she wants to birth. That's what, that's <laughs> She's what a it rebel. is. They don't care. Which is like understandable because they, they're not a midwife. They they're not a doula. They're and, not and like the husband said, of the mum They wouldn't have experienced normal undisturbed no. physiological birth. Like yeah. how many obstetricians do you know have mm-hmm. attended mm. a, a home birth? Yeah. None. Like none. Yep. Honestly, wouldn't it be great? Like if, if I thought of birth as just like a big experiment, right? And if I had another baby, I'd be like, yo, doctor, hmm. Yeah. I'm going to just sit in the corner, but they yeah. never would. No, and I don't also don't want to be energy. like, I don't want to be an example. Like I don't want to no. make my birth into something. You know? Surely as an obstetrician right now, there is so much on social media mm. about free birth and home birth. Yeah. Don't you think it's getting to a point where they can't really avoid it anymore? Like they're going to have to start making some fucking changes. And if we seen, if we had it all set up properly, the obstetricians would never even interact with these people 
like it's a different wheelhouse because mm. obstetricians should be in the hospital they should be doing surgeries yeah and and repairing women after yes. something's gone wrong yep. that's where they belong yeah don't be arguing with some woman who doesn't want the room. like just get out of her room like why are you even in there mm. like i cannot believe like when this guy says um like he you know so the Maternity Consumer Network said, like, you're walking in on women with no permission. And he's like, oh, no, no, we're just introducing ourselves if something goes wrong. I don't need to know And that's a tagline. Yeah. That's a tagline they use a lot. We just need your bloods in case something goes wrong. I need to get to know you. No woman, if there's something going wrong and she's been doing it naturally or whatever by herself the whole time and there's something seriously wrong now, I, no one cares who you are. No. Come in, do your job afterwards be like hi i'm dr so-and-so like yes. how are you going like yes. wow you, you don't walk down to the local fire station when you move house and say hey i just want to meet everyone in case my house burns down <laughs> or the police station oh yeah. hey i just wanted to know mm-hmm. all the officers in here so that i know who i'm calling exactly if i need if i need help exactly. like it's no fucking different we don't give a fuck no and it, like this is the thing it's just really easy just say you're the doctor on be like hey do do you want me to meet your lady the midwives say like do you want to meet if if the woman says no then that's fine don't go in yeah and because she's now well aware that she had the opportunity to meet you she didn't want to and she made a fucking choice that's it don't annoy don't complain and then when you then when you keep going in and you get a complaint don't then complain about the complaint because you're not listening you're not listening to us you're a fucking child you don't understand (laughs) it complaining about the complaint is (laughs) so fucking immature like being being like this much of a kid it's like you've made a complaint against me oh you're the reason why we kill ourselves that hurts this my is feelings borderline personality teenage girl yes. shit. like literally it's ridiculous um i didn't have much highlighted on this page because it was all just talking about the doctors and i really don't give a fuck about the doctors i just like, think it, this article used a lot of these tactics like he is concerned the pressure so he's concerned. So th- it's not evidence. He's just concerned. The pressure is having fatal consequences for the doctors. There's no link between the two. No. The, we know that obstetricians apparently have a higher rate of suicidal thought. Yeah. There's nothing linking like, oh, because he's pesky women. And then it's also... He's, a, he's just linking the two. And it goes on to say that orthopedics, general surgery, family medicine, and anesthesiology also have areas of exactly. concern. What's their reason? Oh, Who yeah. are they blaming? Exactly. Like... They're blaming their patients? Orthopedics. What's that? Fucking bones? Yeah. You can't, yeah. You, you, your patients mm-hmm. are asleep. Yeah. General surgery, your patients are asleep. Family medicine, like mm. that's just GPs and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? You're writing referrals and filling out <laughs> prescriptions. So who are they blaming? <laughs> literally. Like, but this is the thing. And then anesthesiology, your patients are literally fucking knocked out all the time. So who are you blaming? Uh, this is Perhaps medicine is just a really, really intense area exactly. of, of work. Because I'm pretty like sure vets said. kill themselves a lot too. Yeah, and that's like, intense. It would be no sleep. Oh, um, yeah. The death of patients oh. would take a huge toll I'm on I'm thinking you. about family medicine. I'm thinking about the GPs that tell people you, you've got cancer. Cancer, yeah. You know, that's the type of shit that I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. And then fuck. I also, like, like, I messaged you and I said, I wonder if the obstetricians have higher than average suicide rates because they know they're fucking women. Or they know. I don't think they know, but I think spiritually they're yeah, souls. Yeah, that's what I mean. They on a Even if it's completely subconscious and, like you said, on a spiritual level, yeah. they have to know that what they're doing is fucking terrible birth is so ancient yeah and it's the they've tried to control the maternity ward is where these two forces meet it's like new medicine western medicine banging heads against ancient things that have been happening to our bodies for millennia Mm -hmm. like the whole reason we're all here is because our mothers survived giving birth to us or maybe they died shortly afterwards or between whatever yeah we mostly had an alive mother right yeah and so i just think it's where they died shortly after back fucking 2000 years ago you wouldn't be here either yeah exactly yeah exactly right yeah 
So we it, have. That's the funny thing too. Back to the dark ages and baby. And like, there's a part in here. Babies are so safe now because of what we do. Um, <laughs> what are you going to acknowledge when women were first dragged <coughs> from home to hospital to have yep. a baby? And like, what was it? One in four women would die mm-hmm. because you fuckheads didn't realize. And like, you didn't wash your hands. You didn't wash your hands. So we'd all have <laughs> yeah. bad. Like, and it took like, reason we it took all like twenty five years to figure that out. Literally. <laughs> Oh, let's go and do an autopsy on a patient, use my same hands. And then go deliver a baby. And the way they would deliver babies back when women were dying often was like under ether, knocked out, pulling mm. the baby out. Horrendous. Yeah. And yeah. so you're comparing, <laughs> yeah, a, a joke. I, and when, so in that article too, like in this sentence when they say who live in constant fear of litigation, in-house complaints and baby deaths, this is all just a bunch of words. Where's the evidence for it? Yeah. yeah. Like where's, can you show us the thing of litigation and, increasing? And what, what are the terms of the litigation? Are, yeah. are the doctors receiving litigation because they administered drugs against a, a patient's request or because yeah. they cut her perineum without her permission? Yeah. Like what are the, for, what are or the. Or because you've completely fucked a baby because you pulled it out. Exactly. Like what are the angle? grounds of the litigation yeah. there? Because I'm sure. Sure as shit guarantee you that they are not all because a woman ignored fucking medical exactly. advice. And in-house complaints. Is that midwives complaining yeah. that you overstep, you completely bullied your way into a patient's room yeah. and gave her a fucking vaginal check when she didn't want one? Yeah. Is that the in-house complaint? Yeah. Or is it just because you're an asshole yeah. and you don't get along with anybody? A, 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 and a career in obstetrics is hard enough as it is. I, okay, I'm sorry, but fuck off. Like, <laughs> you chose that career path. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not up for it, find something else. If, no one's forcing you exactly. to continue being an obstetrician. You started midwifery. It wasn't for you. Yeah. So you found something else. Exactly. This, this is the thing. Like, it's really hard to emphasize with this type of shit. Go to your board. Go to your group and mm. ask for help. Don't blame us. Don't punch down <laughs> on us. Don't yes. complain to the media. It's like, what are you doing? You're a top doctor. You've been in it for how long? You know how hard it is. So why aren't you advocating for your doctors and trying to change better working conditions more resources more training every day get into situations that fuck them up they could easily quit too like it's up people join the army and they go and fucking fight overseas like you choose it that's it's on you like i'm sorry what the fuck if he was coming out and this article was about hey we're struggling our obstetricians our workloads are way too much killing themselves at higher rates um, I'm not being listened to by the AMA. Queensland Health isn't supporting me. You, I would 100% back this yeah. shit. I would be. Oh, I still do. I do. Like, yeah. but he's going about it like once again punching down, and he's not yeah. punching up. Just blaming the women. Just because blaming the women. They can because it's easy because we're vulnerable when we're in when we're in pregnancy and in birth and in labour. Exactly. Like, they, they just. Yeah. And they can probably see the cat fight happening amongst us. I hate that word, but like you know that Australian Birth Trauma Association, which in the other article. Um, the maternity consumer network say an awesome thing about them. Um, it's like these two battling. So their whole thing is like, we're pressuring women to have natural births and it's destroying them. And then our thing, like on our side is like, well, they're not, you're, you're comparing vaginal births. Like they're comparing basically women who, like I described before, like strapped down, they're being induced at 37 weeks. They're having their babies pulled out of them. They're being completely destroyed. They're saying that those women were pressured into a normal birth. And it's like, that wasn't a normal birth. What are you talking about? I, I totally, <laughs> Support her to have a normal birth. I totally agree that there would be women, a lot of women that would mm. feel immense pressure to have a vaginal birth. But they don't... And a normal natural yeah. birth, right? I, I And I think because it, it's similar to breastfeeding, you know? There's a lot of yeah. pressure for women to breastfeed successfully and there's a lot of guilt if it's not successful and if yeah. your journey ends sooner than you would hope would have hoped. There is a lot of remorse and guilt and all that sort of stuff. But I feel like that comes back to the woman, yeah. right? I feel like every decision we make is 100% ours. Mm-hmm. And you know how you said there's that really great... Um, 
book or article or whatever about maternal determination being the deciding factor whether yeah. a woman's successful in breastfeeding or not. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a natural birth is exactly the same. Yeah. The maternal determination to have a natural birth mm-hmm. is the difference between being successful or not. So if you're someone that's feeling pressured to have a natural birth and then you experience guilt and remorse when you don't have a natural birth, mm. that's up to you to figure it out. Yeah. That's up to you to go, okay, why do I have these feelings? Why did I feel so much pressure to do it? Why wasn't I successful? Mm-hmm. What do I do now? Yeah. That is exactly where I was at after Tanner. Yeah. I knew that a natural vaginal birth was the best thing for me and Tanner. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is my fault. Mm-hmm. And then I afterwards a lot of it wasn't Mm. but a lot of it was Mm. and I took responsibility for that and I figured out where I went wrong and I made sure it never happened again I think too when you say like maternal determination is the key thing if you want a normal birth that's and that doesn't just mean like you're just sitting pretty just crossing your fingers that's not determination it's like if you're determined you're like okay so what do I need to do and you're listening to the people like us on the sidelines that are like beware red flag red (laughs) flag you're like what are they talking about and then you're investigating that and then you're listening and you're learning being determined and you're you're working out what feels best for you exactly because what I'm comfortable with might not be what you're comfortable with and that's fine there's women out there who are free birthing their first babies and I'm like I don't even think I would have then I wasn't surrounded by people that had so maybe but I was like I was wanting a home birth for my first baby but I didn't even know what free birth was back then I was like what like it's just amazing but they have an intuition about them which they definitely should listen to if there's a little spark in you that's like I want to do that yeah there's that's that's saying something because if you didn't have the ability to do that, there would never be the spark no, there, no. I don't think. At that, and that can change. You can be having – you could be three sex, C-sections deep yep. and have a free birth for your next one. And because there's that spark so many women up. that are doing that. Yeah. yeah. And I think being empowered – like because, like, you know, the Australian Birth Trauma Association, I think they're just so – um, I feel so bad for them all, but they're so damaged. And plus they're, they're heavily influenced by these private obstetricians that mm. basically jump onto their little, little fucking organization and, you know, lipstick on a pig. Um, but I think those women, you can be so empowered. If you've been completely damaged, you can't pee properly. You've had surgeries to reconstruct your anus and your vagina, like hectic shit, trauma on your body. If you're empowered by why that could have happened, you inst- like it's a relief. You're, you're like, these women are now no longer my enemy because they're trying to explain to me where it went wrong. It wasn't because I was pressured into a birth. It was because you had a vaginal birth and you weren't, you weren't informed on what could happen if you have coached pushing, if you're induced way too early, blah, 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 all this shit. Yeah. That, that side isn't telling them that. It's just the vagina is the problem. Yeah. And, the, and the activists that are talking about vaginal birth are the problem. No, it's how you're doing vaginal birth in hospital. And the activists talking about vaginal births aren't, aren't – we're not – advocating for it because we think that you must do it yeah we're advocating for it because most women already want it yeah yeah and they just don't know how to get it or they just don't know what's going to happen to them once they get to the hospital oh, and i think a lot of women don't believe in themselves i think yes. deep down they're like that'd be so kick-ass but they're like i could never do it yeah they just are like i how could never often do, do you it hear other women saying to free birthers oh you're so brave yeah i think man no you're brave for going to the hospital <laughs> yes. bro. it's not about bravery yeah you know it's just about knowing what you want and doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Because it's the only thing that feels right. Yeah. Definitely. 
Um, <clears throat> this tragedy needs to be addressed. So he's calling it. So he's now they're bringing in the suicide rates. Obstetricians have higher than average doctor suicide rates. He's bringing up this tragedy needs to be addressed. And while we all need to do better job, um, <laughs> it is important that as a nation, AKA that he's, he's talking about the women who don't want medical intervention. We do our best to weed out toxic work environments. What do you think as a nation do it? Like, like, this doesn't even, the nation even isn't even in the, in the work environment. And like, if he's trying to skip around, he's not trying to blame women, but he's same nation um ensure every staff member feels valued supported and appreciated me as a woman going to the hospital i don't give i it is not my responsibility to make the midwives or whoever the fuck the obstetricians feel feel valued supported and appreciated (laughs) that will come naturally i don't need to try if they if i do value and appreciate them yeah and if they respect me and treat me with fucking if i if they do that, if they support me and value me and appreciate me and my yeah. abilities, then I'll do the back, same back probably. Yeah. But if it's some fake little chatty thing. Or if you're an absolute rude bitch like the midwife that helped me after Tana, sit up. You're not, of course you can't breastfeed. You're sitting in the dark. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to value you. I'm not going to respect no, you. Exactly. You know, like get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Dudes. Like, <laughs> the fuck? Um, um, yeah. Like, I just thought that's got nothing to do with women. Why is this, like, why are you yeah. linking the two? No. So instead of de- devaluing the input of our junior obstetric colleagues in labor wards, okay, I do devalue it because as a woman coming in, I've had a bunch of babies. I know what I want when I have a little baby doctor come up to me and they're talking to me like I'm a fucking idiot or they, they're telling me to do something that I don't want to. I've clearly explained, no, I don't want GBS testing because of X, Y, and Z. Mm. And you just keep coming back to me. I'm not going to respect you. I'm going to get fucking mad. Mm. Get more support from the top doctors or from the midwife you're working with to work with women like me. Because I'm not, I'm pregnant. I've got a limited amount of time. I've got kids sitting here in the waiting room. I don't want to re-explain everything. And, like, and, but you what do also, I need to be a good girl? And why do I need to be like, oh, thank you, thank you? And but like, you shouldn't have to. I know. No, like, it's a complete fucking sentence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I always say to women. Oh, how can I avoid this at the hospital? They're pushing. They, I'm getting pushed back on this. Yeah. Don't explain yourself. Yeah. Don't. You have no reason to, and yeah. you have absolutely no obligation to yeah no is a complete fucking sentence yeah here's your blood tests for whatever oh no thank you i won't be doing those yeah don't give them a reason that gives exactly. them something to fight and back see i think with. i was always one that wanted to give a reason and that's yeah. why i would often um i'm the type that just won't go to an appointment like i'd yeah. rather no conflict kind of thing but i think um it's like this i think a lot of women this is how i think about it like when i go to a restaurant or something i want to be so nice to those people and i don't want to complain because i'm like they're going to spit in my food that's my husband yeah like i'm like oh my god whereas and i'm so like I think, oh my steak's overcooked i have seven new ones i get so scared i'm like i'm like mom don't fucking complain here because yeah. they're going to spit in our food but then i think for a lot of women when you go in you don't want to be seen as confrontational which it takes 2 seconds for them to, to be like you you're that. abusive you're like they will just label you if yeah. you say no or you're just like, no, nah, I don't want that. Like, oh, non-compliant, whatever. And then you think, what happens if things get bad? And then I have that woman here and I've like, you know, I think you get really scared. You want to be on their good side because if something goes wrong. Which is disgusting. Exactly. You like, shouldn't, you should just, these people are providing a service. Yeah. You're a taxpayer. No is a complete sentence. Yeah, literally. No, I'm not doing GBS. No, I'm not doing that swab. No, I'm not hopping on the scales. Yeah. No, I'm not. And, but I mean, also I kind of feel like if you're a woman walking into the system and you're going to say no to everything. Why are you going? Why the fuck are you walking yeah, into honestly, the system? Like, don't do it. Don't bother. <laughs> Seriously. It, there's, if you ever feel the need for medical attention during your pregnancy, mm-hmm. go to the hospital. Yeah. It's not like they'll turn you away because they don't know who you are. Yeah. You can go there at any stage yeah. and ask for help. Yeah. They don't, you don't need to see them four weekly for your entire pregnancy mm-hmm. for them to help you when you need it. Yeah. You know? Unis 
Uh, so if you like a, a health professional, right, you're a midwife student, a nursing student, they'll talk to you about like patients that are like not wanting to work with you and ways around it. And like, so, because in their head, they're like, we're right. We have the best care. This is the whole paradigm. And shift. we have to get them to do what so we this want. This is why it's like, don't even bother interacting with the system because it's a whole different thing. They want to, when you say, no, I don't want CTG, they're going to want a, a good nurse, a good midwife wants to explore. Why don't you want that? And what are you scared about? Because they're getting to it and they're going to squash your thing. No, 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 that's not, oh, that's not right. They want You've been you, influenced. They want you to give them your reasoning so that they can make you start questioning it. Yeah, or you pick know? it apart or say that's wrong. Yeah. So then you do what I want you to do. It's the same as going in for like your 12 weeks again. Oh, why don't you want the 12 weeks again? I just don't want it. But yeah. why? I just yeah. don't want it. Yeah. Like if you just keep going just keep saying, I just don't want it. Yeah. Then they'll give up. They'll yeah. be like, oh, fuck, this cunt's not giving me anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you say, oh, um, it wouldn't change the outcome of my pregnancy, they'll be like, oh, but, you know, it can detect this, this, and this, and this. Mm. And then, you know, there's all these different reasons. Where and they'll start, they'll just get in. Yeah. It, it'll just be like that one little sliver of yeah. doubt. That's all they need. Yeah. To convince you to do what they want you to do. Yeah. And then I think there's um, people like health professionals that are genuine in that. They're like wanted because they truly believe like but it will help right. and it does yeah. help in some things but not you know not that many and like the constant uh negatives that are positive or the positives that are negative and all this type of shit but the there's people that genuinely want to get to the reason why you don't want this and they want to try and get you to do it but mm. then there's people that are just talking to you and telling you you should do this because of this and this they can see you're glazing over but they're still talking because guess what they're going to go back to their desk and, and they're going to write it down i've explained all of this so i don't get my ass yeah raped in court or they can go to their handover and be like i've explained to her i've talked to this that's the only reason they've done it they yeah. don't give a fuck why you don't want no. it but you know i know there's some out there that do care but there's a lot that just don't, don't give a fuck <laughs> which is like fine it's your job yeah you, know, you don't you you're know. getting paid to be there yeah um um, so, um, and see how it says, um, female doc, female obst- obstetric doctors commit mm. suicide. Oh no, it just says that female doctors, it's not specific to, um, obstetrics. Field, yeah. yeah. So commit suicide at 227% the rate of the general population of male doctors at 141%. Mm. And I wonder again, if that's because, you know, as a woman, this would have such a more, mm it would be such so much more powerful to a woman i think to watch another woman yeah. be abused and tormented by the yeah. system day in day fucking out and then also i think women would do it more because it is a big boys club it massive boys you club know, yeah. that's all medicine is yeah. a big fucking boys club yeah and that's where they went wrong inviting men into the birth space <laughs> <laughs> you know um i'm pretty sure it was friends did a study or just a little survey on female obstetricians yeah and it was crazy it was like 99.9 percent said they would have it they did get c-sections for their babies elective no labor just to avoid all the shit yeah and yeah. i just and they just said we've seen what happens and like th- this piece was used to it's, show it's disappointing that they didn't go oh, i'm just gonna stay at home because you see that a lot from midwives don't you but I, I completely understand it for an obstetrician because if they're a met they're a doctor yeah they've come in and i like like i've said a lot like i don't know how these people on maternity wards especially women who like that are working there that have never had a baby don't have fear about birth yeah every day you're watching shit like i would be like okay give me a c-section and i've heard some of them say like i'm having an epidural early epidural like i don't want to feel it i'm like i don't blame you because you're seeing some fucked up shit these obstetricians are doing it often yeah and like so the fact that most of them said that i want a c-section just shows how deep 
a deep-rooted sickness it is. Like they don't they don't understand what birth is no. because their only option is that or a C-section. And they know that a C-section comes with risks. It can be often way more dangerous for your actual life, mm. but they're choosing it because they, they can see how fucked it is. Mm. We're almost the same as them, but we've gone the other way. It's yeah. like, oh, no. Yeah. And you do. You, you've got two choices after experiencing a really traumatic birth or, or witnessing traumatic birth day in, day out. You have the choice of... Um, you know, I think to to try and avoid another traumatic vaginal birth, mm-hmm. you've got the option of a C-section or staying at home. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know a lot of women who have chosen C-sections and I also know a lot of women who have chosen the home birth route. Yeah. And both are totally valid because yeah. fuck doing the same thing uh-huh. that you did last time. Yep. You know what's interesting is like there's a lot of like older women in my life, not old, but just older than me. Yep. Like, you know, they're like me. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, like maybe late fifties, sixties. Yeah, yep. And they'll like hear me like rant or like mum talking about like birth stuff and they they all like nearly all of them are like, I didn't know that. I wish I knew that. Yeah. And so the amount of women that are like C section, more medical intervention for my next birth, because I don't want to be traumatized again, if they were just introduced to different ideas yep. or ways of doing things, I I'm sure a huge amount would choose to stay at home. And then once again, a lot of them wouldn't if it was a free birth. Yeah. But if there's a publicly funded home birth with actual midwives that know what they're doing, even more would stay at home and yeah. we'd have less trauma. And like women, like postnatal depression, divorce in the first year, our bodies are completely wrecked. We're bleeding. Like we're all these problems with like having a baby in the conventional way. Yeah. It's like suicide, nine and to then 12 you slap months. on the birth trauma. Yeah. It's no wonder the postnatal depression and the obstetricians. And they, they expect sympathy. Have, they, they expect us to be like, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, we're making the article. Yourself. Where's the article about birth trauma yeah. and PPD and PPA? And, and, like, and that's the problem is these journalists don't know enough. So they're like, oh, the Australian Birth Trauma Association. I'll click on that. But they are holding water for the fucking private obstetricians mm. because their their idea is no they they are like go more intervention if you've experienced birth trauma and blaming the women who are like advocating for physiological birth on their birth trauma mm. not blaming the people or who are even, responsible for it or even advocating for women taking responsibility for it you yeah. know take responsibility for your healing yeah take responsibility for your future births yeah don't put mm-hmm. your, the the your health and the future births mm-hmm. your future births in the hands of the people that abused you yeah like why would you do that i know it's you know? so radical for them though they're just like what huh? yeah I we, don't, we don't want to promote dangerous ideas <laughs> and here we are cue uh, <laughs> <laughs> beating up the bush <laughs> oh this is what i'm like um you know how they say um so you know like if a woman comes in and she wants doesn't want any intervention right or yeah. she's had no pregnancy care like yeah. nothing yeah. and she's chosen that and she comes in they kind of some doctors will be like who's influenced this woman yeah and it's like you can get into trouble for giving her advice and all of this stuff but they're saying no it's the woman if the woman wants to listen to her neighbor to the butcher to whoever that's her decision well, what's the difference you between don't... her listening to her neighbor and listening to the obstetrician well i suppose the obstetrician thinks this is a thing obviously there's a difference because if she was like, you know, if she wants to birth in the hospital, but you're still, you're still taking the advice yeah, and doing what you feel is best with it. For so, us, I think we get it, but I think people listen to that be like, what, what the fuck? An obstetrician's uh, going to know more about birth than the neighbor. That's, but the advice they give you isn't even evidence based. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's based on evidence that's yeah. 20 years old. Our podcast is a new intro 
And to me, I just think it's funny that if we've been accused of influencing women to make birth decisions, that a podcast with that intro, with fucking us saying catchy cunts at the end, if we have more influence over women than you with your big fucking degree and your big hospital, and how much funding do you fucking get? Yeah. Multi-million dollar fucking and funding. And I'm just like this little housewife and what I have more influence. And if You're doing something wrong if that's the fucking case. Exactly. If women are feeling more truth in what we're talking about, about than what the system with their mm-hmm. you know years of knowledge and training yeah then you're doing something really fucking wrong and you need to stop doubling down on your position and start fucking listening start listening like it's ridiculous um <laughs> she says here or the no sorry rod allen who has given evidence at inquest into deaths of babies said he has seen firsthand the trauma and heartbreak of the preventable loss of a baby they don't give any details there. What was the, what made the loss preventable? Exactly. You know, was it mm-hmm. the obstetric care? Was it the hospital policies, procedures? What was mm-hmm. it? Was it directly the mother refusing medical treatment? Exactly. Exactly. Or what was it? Because babies die. Mm-hmm. You know, babies die in birth all the time. And once again, like we've read through a couple of those fucking um, inquests. Inquests. Yeah. And they only have the obstetricians basically commenting on what happened. And they always blame the mother. It's so biased. Regardless of the circumstances. Like if you think, oh, the legal, you get legal remedy or whatever. Yeah. It's not. It's no. ju- You're going to have the top of the boys club, Queensland obstetrician, Dr. Rod They Allen. always protect each other. Yeah, it, it is. And it's, it doesn't. And once again, they're using him. He gives evidence at inquests into deaths of babies. Like if you're a simpleton, you're mm. not realizing that nearly all of those are babies that have been fucked with because they were like premature or issues or the CTG or whatever the fuck. Yeah. It's been a fuck up in the hospital and that's why they're in there figuring out was it our fault? And well, guess they, what? Even if it was their fault, they're not going to probably fucking take blame They for only it. ever do an inquest if there's grounds for one. Yeah. So there has to be questionable care or behavior yeah. for them to do an inquest. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So like once again, linking like how the fuck is that being linked to? And I said here, what that how many deaths women? attributed to the naughty mom has he given evidence exactly. for? Exactly. That's like, what I mean. I know that um, a few years ago, there was a woman who bled to death in birth and she stayed at home and I can't remember her name but a midwife got into trouble no no it was a free birth and this happened in Queensland there was a lot around it though it wasn't like some empowered woman who's like looking at you know it wasn't like that it was like she was not in a good condition there had been a lot of bullshit back and forth between the hospital and she bled to death so I'm assuming an obstetrician or a midwife might talk on that yeah but even then I think it had more to do with not necessarily the things that happened in her like it was more about the dynamics between what happened why didn't she go to hospital like that's what a did rarity you isn't it oh, like that's, that's not the norm I mean. like One. how many women now scroll through the inquest yeah. you can look at them exactly it's all hospital births yeah and how many women now are free birthing and home birthing and very rarely die you know like it's yeah, not exactly. the norm for the mother or the baby to exactly. die. it's very rare exactly i've got massive asterisks next to the next paragraph birthing it that's it's so fucking disgusting birthing has become so safe simply because of many years of good obstetrics and there is a belief that it is a natural life experience, <laughs> but I have witnessed how it can go wrong very fast. <laughs> but see, okay, I have, so this is this clown that gives evidence. I have experienced, witnessed how it can go wrong very fast. So you didn't see a natural birth because you were there and it went wrong really fast. Exactly. Which is your interpretation of what went wrong really fast. So I have, and I have witnessed how it can go very wrong very fast in a hospital exactly you haven't you idiot you haven't seen it at home you haven't seen it undisturbed exactly you've seen it go wrong in a hospital mm-hmm. and what happened before that mm-hmm. was the mother given pethidine mm-hmm. did she have a epidural mm-hmm. was she induced was she flat on her back mm-hmm. was you know like exactly what happened before that yeah yeah it can go wrong mm-hmm. it can go wrong undisturbed mm-hmm. i'm poster child for that but 
it's not very fast. Yeah. Obstetric emergencies mm-hmm. are slow moving. Yeah. You know, like really slow moving. It's always like this. It can go wrong really fast. What happens is, oh my God, the CTG, the baby's heart rate's dropping. And there's a big fucking commotion at the end of your birth, right at the end. Mm. And the doctors all rush into the back of the room. And, the, and you can hear mums all the, the time button. tell the story. It's the same story. They hit the button and we don't know that the dad's freaking out. No one's talking. It's like she's shoved onto her back. Her legs come up because we think it's dystocia and it's probably not fucking dystocia. Or maybe it is because she's been on her back the whole fucking time. Yeah. Even though that's not an indication of increase. But they're like, still not very far. But this whole thing happens. The baby comes out. Let's do blood glasses. Oh my God, oh my God. Put them on the fucking warming table. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. But that doesn't because the baby's fine. That doesn't mean anything. They still relive this this traumatic experience that exactly. they have created. They have put this thing onto the woman, and it's like thank God we were there because oh my God. but the baby was fine. What are you talking about? Oh, that's because we had to cut a perineum and pull her out. Or if the baby wasn't fine, you fucking created that scenario. Yeah, you have literally <laughs> traumatized that woman at the end of her birth. Yeah, and you and then, are making it out that it had to happen. That's what he's fucking talking about. Yeah, and then there's a belief that it is a natural life experience. Belief. <laughs> Um, it is a natural no experience. No dumb asses. It is a very normal, natural, physiological event. Yes, that's it why is. there's 8 billion or 7 billion. How many people on this planet? 7.9, I think. I always say 8. Yeah, well, it's close enough. Hmm. Um, you know, and, and that's what... I think that's one of the really resonating narratives that come from free, free birthing women. It was yeah. fucking epic. It was amazing. It was so cool. Yeah. But it was really fucking normal. Yeah, exactly. You know, at the end mm-hmm. of it, you're in your bed, it's you're eating normal, your fucking man. eggs or your tie or whatever yeah. it is for dinner mm-hmm. or breakfast and everyone goes about their life. Yeah. You know, exactly. if you've got older children, they go to school mm-hmm. or they stay home with you. Everyone eats lunch. Mm-hmm. Life just fucking happens. And once again, like if you're in the hospital... Like the women who are like declining later interventions and things, not going to the doctors much. They're just very, they don't want to be interfered with. They stay at home. They go to the hospital. The baby's born an hour later. So you haven't had a CTG on. You haven't been watching that baby's heart rate like a hawk. You haven't been, you haven't induced her three weeks before she was going to naturally birth. Because once again, like there's a woman in our community that birthed and she was well past her due date um, and her baby was completely fine. That baby would have been born potentially because of what they're saying three weeks before four she was weeks ready. a month before that baby was going to yeah. be so of course i can see you fuckheads inducing a woman because maybe your sonographer was wrong too so even the baby's even younger than you think in you know, all this intervention that's happened that's yeah. put this woman in the position to be on her back ctg induction at 36 37 weeks of course the baby's not going and guess what that that labor could take 20 hours which you're not going to let it labor for that long anyway but even if it did how much more stress is on that baby when you could have waited for it to be ready for the mom to be ready and for that baby to be born in a couple of hours normally naturally breathing out fetal ejection reflex not being interfered with yeah but that baby born four weeks earlier it could have looked a lot different that baby could have been having d cells issues all of this shit because it's a younger baby it's not ready to be born and then had nicu stay and... it's a completely different thing that, yeah. that that baby could have been born a month later completely fucking fine yeah jesus well inductions aren't working no they're not changing outcomes at yeah. all they're not helping anyone no. um and you know, the whole big baby theory is being completely torn to shreds now too. It's bullshit. Like there's just no, I, I was listening to um, some bullshit the other day about how since we started walking on our legs, um, oh. our heads are yeah. now too big and <laughs> it's not safe for pregnancies to go time. past 39 weeks. Mm. Because, and I, I, I was just like, oh my God. Do, Shoot me in the dick. Yeah. Do people actually believe this drivel? 
Like, is this actually intellectual conversation for some people? Because Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure as we evolved to walk on our legs, our bodies would have evolved to birth our babies. And once again, when you're in the realm we're in and you're seeing women birth babies that are massive. Huge. But they're in this situation where their bodies are so open and they're they're relaxed and they're able to like safe, like breathe it. Like, you know, Ina Mae Gaskin talks about in one of the books, maybe the... um, guide to birth or whatever the fuck it's called um she talks about like a woman it was her second baby her first was like maybe a c-section or issues with dystocia or something like this and she talked the woman through visualization like a lot when she was pregnant because the woman was scared of a baby being stuck so i think it must have happened with the first one and she talked about like Anna is like i've never seen a vagina open so beautifully and so big like she's such a hippie but like it's like um Hello, we have sex, right? When you're tense, it's not nice. No. There's no, like, it doesn't feel good. When you're relaxed, your vagina literally opens more up. Like, so. It's the same when something's coming out. Exactly. And so it's like, so this woman, she said visualized and she's just like relaxing, you know, like you loosen your jaw up. It's just when the baby's coming out, loosen the jaw up. Imagine your vagina opening up like Mm. a big, and she's talking about like opening up like a big cavern in the, in the, like, you know, like a fucking mountain or whatever, or like a big river opening. And you're visualizing your body opening up. And this baby came out beautifully. Yeah. Whether that was to do with the visualization or not, I think it does because I think it matters so much what you're thinking about. Our mind is so powerful. If you're scared and you're clenched Tense. up and your whole jaw's clenched and you're like, oh my God, and you're trying to get that baby out, it yeah. could cause more damage. Well, you know? um, Mary, my private midwife that I had, she always said, you know how the hospital has FTP, um, failure to progress. Yeah. And that's when they stick you on the fucking oxytocin to mm. increase your contractions, right? Mm. It's it's really um, a really prevalent thing they put on your fucking board and shit. And you see it on that baby born every minute crap. Oh, I've got friends that are like, I can never get past eight centimetres. I have to have a C-section <laughs> every time. You're like, wow. And Mary says she calls it fear, tension, pain. Mm. So fear obviously slows everything down. Tension oh. slows everything down. And then the pain slows everything down, like focusing on the pain slows everything down. Mm -hmm. So if you can use your mind to Mm -hmm. work around the fear, the tension and the pain, then your body is open and free and willing to do whatever it needs to do. It's not a failure to progress. It's not a physiological, Mm -hmm. um, you know, inability of your body. Yeah. It is completely psychological. And your your body is protecting your baby. I don't want to birth it right now because I'm 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 fearful, I've got tension, I have pain. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not in a safe space. It's bright. It's loud. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I really get to a point in all my labors i think romans was a bit like i've probably held on a bit more but especially the ones at home like i get to a point where it's like you can feel the contraction coming and just being able to relax especially my jaw yeah relax my shoulders and just like almost like letting the baby flow through me like you just need to be in this state you where just have to i always think of it as a surrender to it i have to absorb time. i i absorb it like yeah I'm like just you can't fight it no can't hold back you it just, just has to it. become part of you and i feel like my labors go they progress, they get there, you know, there's nothing yeah. really because I'm just like, let it literally run through you like a motherfucking train. Yeah, because the sooner it does, the sooner this <laughs> literally. shit is over. And it's annoying because you're like, it's going to hit again. Like, but you just got to like, you just got to yeah. do it. But nature is so wise, don't you think? Like mm-hmm. how contractions even happen. Yeah. They're intense, they're intense, they're intense, and then they stop. Yeah. And then they're intense, 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 and then Stop they talking stop. about labor, you're making me want another baby. <laughs> Because it is so fun. It is. It is. It is. So, um, you know how you're talking about the first time mums free birthing? Like, I think they are the fucking, the gurus, right? Like, I just think that takes some massive balls and it's so impressive. Yeah. Um, But if you 
like without knowing the intensity of birth, if mm. I went into my first birth mm. listening to all these women's stories and just listening to us talk oh. about, you know, just absorb mm-hmm. the pain, surrender to the pain, mm-hmm. like all of that sort of stuff, I think my experience would have just been completely different. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like the these first time mums that are giving it a crack, I just think you're fucking legends because yeah. you are saving yourself so much heartache. And it means so like I know my mum says to me like watching normal birth is everything because she Mm. says like you know in like her generation as well even more so and ours as well but just everything is just brutal about childbirth in the media and tv TV. and she's like you know you watch these women just have a baby and they just pull it out like it just it it, when it's in your mind you're like it's a possibility now yeah it's not some foreign thing that my crazy neighbor's talking about i can see it i can see and there's thousands upon thousands of births and videos out there free birth society instagram heaps 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 of them yeah of women just having their babies yeah and it's so normal and it's so cool there's no one around like you know well there are people in the background mostly but you know it's just so normal and amazing um yes and then the next I um I didn't really go into the Rockhampton stuff because that's a very well known. When they use this though in this article, so they talking about the independent inquiry into maternity services at Rockhampton Hospital following seven serious maternal incidents, including a baby death, found that the hospital needed to improve escalation of deteriorating patients' cases to an obstetrician. So they're saying they needed more obstetricians there. Yeah, that was the problem. It's not the women refusing care. It's they didn't they didn't follow their own policies. Or they're just. I don't even know the circumstances of that hospital, but they're, they're using it, it in was, this article I to say we need even more obstetricians. From memory, it was found that it was grossly understaffed and resourced. Right. It was a pretty well-known inquest. Right. Um, remember when there was that doctor there? I remember seeing headlines, but I never. I thought it was like a cu- I thought the doctor's left now or something. Yeah, there was some real shady doctor there. He was Indian. So then wasn't it the obstetrician's fault? And they're saying exactly. we need like, more. It was, that's what I mean. I didn't really get into that because yeah. I was like, oh, that's such a shady fucking example to use. Using that against it. You know, using that against women to is bolster absolute their position bullshit. as like we need more obstetricians. Yeah, because that has nothing to do with women not um, yeah. you know, not listening to the obstetricians. Mm-hmm. That's just that was a really shitty hospital with a really yeah. shitty program. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it's all been really revamped now. Yeah. Because that was really serious. That was in the news for like eighteen months straight. Yeah, I remember the same bits. Yeah. Um and then, this is a psychiatrist. Once again, what the fuck does she got to do with anything to do with birth? And why is she commenting on birth? Yeah, and held a suicide workshop on suicide and grief at a Ranscog conference. Okay, like what? Cool. <laughs> what, because women don't listen? <laughs> because women are rebels? Like what? <laughs> there was a time when obstetricians were considered the gods of maternity. Uh, of course these days nobody wants a god in the labor room, but they definitely need a doctor with years of study to keep an eye on them, on women as they labor to make sure everything goes according to plan. Why? What? No, no. You don't even <laughs> shut up, bitch. Stay in your little fucking lane, running your little workshops and shit. What are you talking about? But why? Why even mention, right? Of course, these days, nobody wants a god in the labor room. So why even mention that once they were considered gods of maternity? What were were we having? Were we seeing better outcomes when women looked to the obstetrician <laughs> no. as gods? No. no, we weren't. So what that that whole sentence is completely know, moot, it's so and it's dumb. just there to. And it's almost what? like she I said, even... of course, these days nobody wants one, but we definitely need a doctor. So it's like she's just redoing the word. Like she's like, we need a yeah, god, she... but you just don't want that anymore. So anyways, we need a doctor with years of study. Yeah, so you don't want a god, but you do need someone with years of study to keep an eye on you while you yeah. birth. Years of what? Years <laughs> what? of how much? So we're talking about women who don't want medical intervention. Yeah. These obstetricians don't 
like he said, they 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 never see a normal physiological birth. Nearly all of them have never ever seen a home birth. And so the years of study why the fuck that would we need them to watch us in labour. So the years of study that an obstetrician would undertake, the majority of that would be surgical. Yeah, they are surgeons. They walk into the room. They don't. They're not. They don't sit there for the whole duration of the labour. They no. don't watch the woman. The they obstetrician. I would argue that midwives would hands down know tenfold more yeah. about normal physiological birth than an obstetrician. Yeah. An obstetrician is a surgeon. Yeah. They know how to cut women open. Mm-hmm. They know how to save lives. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they don't, mm-hmm. um, but they don't know how to keep an eye on a the woman. Fun- I remember there's birthing. a uh, obstetrician. She's so funny, but so refreshingly. Ask, ask an obstetrician what a rebozo is. <laughs> You know, like, yeah. and I, I like, she was just like, I don't like when, you know, when it's really painful, she's like, I don't want to be there. I don't want to see her in pain. And I was like, of course, like, cause so many people don't. And that was so refreshing. She recognized like, I could never be a midwife. Cause I don't, I could not be in a room with a woman in that much pain. I want to do something about it, which is fine. That's her personality. That's why she's a, a doctor. That's why, she That's a why she's a doctor. Yeah. She doesn't want to be sitting in the room with like a midwife the whole time, which is yeah. completely fine. And that's why midwives exist. Yeah. And that's why the majority of midwives are women, mm-hmm. you know, because they are walking that same fucking mm-hmm. journey. Yeah. Like, you know, women do experience different shit in life. You know, the yeah. amount of times my husband says, man, if it was up to me, we'd only have one fucking kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. men aren't bred for birth. No. Women are. And we're so multifaceted. Like, there's so much to us. Mm. Like, Everything, all of our experiences in life, all of our sexual interactions, our if we've Your had menstrual cycle periods, if we've had miscarriages, if we had abortions, all of this stuff. Yeah. And because it's so emotional labor, it could be something not even related to that side of us. It could be an argument we had with our husbands or our mothers who's who in, who's in the room. Like, you know, you hear stories of a woman just a woman couldn't birth with her mum in the room. Yeah. The mum walked out or the mum let go the of the hand, the baby came out. Like there's so much to it. Yeah. And you can't just a, a doctor's not going to understand that, or they could, which is fine, whatever. But that's not even that's not their role. No, that that's why they can never understand us in that way, and that's no. why they're only there to to walk in and be like, "Hey, there's something wrong. I need to get this if baby there's an out, emergency." Every woman, even free birthers, if there's an emergency, will seek fucking care. Wait, I reckon Yolanda Clark wouldn't. That, well, that'd be, <laughs> that's what I mean. She's tiny. Yeah, there'd be a rare, there'd be a yeah. rare cohort of women that wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Right, but the vast majority of women, even choosing yeah. to forego any prenatal care mm-hmm. and and avoid the hospital for birth, yeah, in an emergency would seek care. Your emergency might look very different to my emergency. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Rivers' birth taught me that. Yeah. You know, not all emergencies are actually emergencies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that wouldn't go to the hospital. Yeah. So obstetricians, we we don't need to know who you are. Yeah. We don't we don't need you to watch mm-hmm. our whole birth. Yeah. We don't need you to watch us labor. We don't even. Want we don't that. need that. If there's yeah. an emergency, we'll come mm-hmm. to you. And you need to deal with that. We're not. <laughs> We get this whole thing. You, like they need you, respect. You, we need to be valued. It's like, yeah, and that'll come. What you don't get that on demand. Respect when we, is earned. Yeah, like it's not. This isn't the fucking sixties no more, motherfucker. You, no, you don't just. We don't just respect you because you went to university for six years. That and, doesn't and cut you, it no more. No, it doesn't. You know, you talk about River's birth and the respect you have for the doctor for listening to you. Yeah. That's when it... it that could have been completely different. It could be a completely different thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's just a thing. Like, you don't... You need to be earning... You don't 
just get trust blindly. No. Because most of us have been in the system and our trust have been has been completely destroyed. That's the other thing. Because the of ma- the system. The majority of women now, other than obviously the first time fucking unicorns, mm. the majority of the women choosing free birth have been fucked over. Yeah. And we, so we know, we know what we're choosing. Mm-hmm. We know what we're opting out of. Yeah. And we've made a choice. You don't know all of our experiences. You have no idea. And no. sometimes we can't even verbalize or articulate why we want it. No. It's just we. I don't uh, want it is enough. Yeah, yeah. And in that too. But even to ourselves, sometimes we don't even like, there's just this huge force it's like don't go back there yeah and we can't even figure it out and even you know like shying away from all the testing shying away from scans and shying away from the gbs and the bloods and all that sort of stuff like how many times do you hear women saying when i was getting my scan i can't tell you why but i just wanted to get up and walk out of that Mm -hmm. room Mm -hmm. like there is something innate in us that protects us exactly and tells you when shit ain't fucking right exactly right i just thought um and i wrote down like so if a woman, you know, just this whole blaming of, of women yeah. constantly, yeah. I remember, um, so like, um, how do I say this? So there was, there was a hospital that, um, had a birth pool, but you could only birth in it for immersion. Yeah, sorry. You can only labor. You in could it. only labor in it. Yeah. You can birth in it. Um, and there was a midwife who was trained in water birth, whatever. This mother had her baby in the water and wonderful arguing ensued and the mother could hear it in the hallway just really bad so she'd already birthed the baby and yeah. they're still arguing oh, what the fuck? anyway the narrative oh, after this done like oh after this months after the thing is is like nobody can birth like you know nobody can birth in that water like no rebel midwives and all this stuff because that woman nearly ruined it for everybody <gasps> so and when i heard it i was like oh my god this is <laughs> So this birth pool has been a fucking thing in this place <laughs> and uh, no one can birth in the water. So, oh, yes, we can. Oh, we're just waiting. Oh, it's not soundproof. Excuse after excuse after excuse. No training it was has a been big one for fucking, a long time. fucking years. Years. Years and years and years. I think it's coming up for about four Constant or five bull- years. Constant bullshit. All of this bullshit. <laughs> and so a woman had a baby in the water. Oh, it's her fault that she sabotaged it for everybody. Like, how can you, as the system, the multi-million dollar fucking system, blame the woman who had the baby in the water as to why we all might not be able to birth in the water? No, it's not. It's because of the fucking old school shit. And it's funding from Queensland Health. It's And it's lack of training and it's lack of awareness. A lack of determination for midwives to actually stick up for women and do more than just walk the fucking streets with balloons <laughs> to fucking bring awareness <laughs> of MDP or some shit. Like, it's all of this. But no, 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 no. None of that. None of that. It's, it's that woman, woman who had that baby in the water. She nearly wrecked it for everybody. Can you imagine being a laboring woman immersed in water and then being told to get out to I birth? I couldn't. Like, with Chloe, my first free birth, I, I got out like five times because I was going to go to the hospital and I had to hop back in the water. The mm. pain relief was beautiful. Yeah. Can you imagine? You know, it's, I just, it's a human rights violation. It I took really me like an not. hour and a half to get the, the courage to hop out of the tub and hop <laughs> back in the shower with dusting. It's beautiful. You it's know? so nice. And I was hopping from water to water and I still was like, ugh, no. It's excellent pain relief. Yeah. So good. Um, you know, and then the whole thing that's been emerging is like women are fatter, sicker. It's and always older. blame the women. Always. And that's because when we say, why are C-section rates rising? Oh, because Obstetricians women, like yeah. Picario, whatever the fuck his name is, is like <laughs> women are older and they're better and they're sicker. This has been looked at. That's not the case. Yeah. But once again, you're blaming us. Yeah. If a woman stays home with a home birth midwife and she transfers because they've 
picked up a problem. If that was the, it's the woman's fault. It's the midwife's fault. If that was the case, then C-section rates would be the same across the across the Mm-mm. the globe, Mm-mm. and they're just not. Yeah, you know, you look at the C-section rates in countries like Sweden and Finland, where their healthcare system is fucking gold standard, mm. and compare that to the United States, yeah, it, or Australia, and it's just not the same. Yeah, you know. None of it is yeah. the same. And, and it would be the same across the hospitals even. Yeah. You know, on a, on a country level. Because I guess you could argue that Sweden and Finland's healthcare system is better. So women are healthier over there. Mm-hmm. But then even within Australia, mm. the C-section rates should be the same in Mount Isa as they are in fucking Sydney. Mm. And they're not. Yeah. You know, they're very different. Yeah. Every percentage is a massive difference mm-hmm. when you consider how many women are birthing every day. Yeah. Like, it's not the women. It's the care that they're receiving. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, like, some hospitals have astronomical C-section rates and then other hospitals will have really low C-section rates. It's not because their demographic of women are younger, Mm -hmm. fitter, and healthier. You know? It's because of the obstetric Mm -hmm. care that they're receiving. Exactly. Exactly. Just the the blame game. And then now this, I never would have thought they would link doctor suicides to now women not wanting medical intervention. What? And women, women, when they're in labor, like they don't have enough to fucking think about. Now they have to consider that their behavior could kill somebody, could kill a doctor. Like how fucking sickening is this whole article is absolute trash. He's a fucking baby. And it's the epitome of very educated people having not much common sense, which we've seen unfold with the COVID. Mm. COVID was the perfect time like in the lockdowns and how we responded to it was the perfect example of how medical people especially medical people that go up the ladder are actually really fucking stupid no common sense no logic just they've got tunnel vision like health health don't worry about the economy don't worry about all the people that can't get to their mother's funerals and now kids missing out on or and like now we see with the ramping crisis and all of this stuff yeah, now oh, it all comes out oh you're not so actually, fucking clever are you you dumb fucks mm. It's just, and like this, for him to glue these two examples together was just so fucking stupid. Mm. What a dumb little man. <laughs> what a dumb man. And they've used three photos and it's him looking like an absolute punce. A baby just like putting clothes on and looks like it's in a little... Uh, it looks like it's in a humidity crib or something, doesn't something. it? Yeah. And then there's a picture of a woman with her legs open. And a, a female <laughs> and male doctor staring at her vagina. <laughs> It's fucked. It's so fucked. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so disgusting. But what scares me and worries me is that the amount of women that might have read this article yeah, and most. thought, oh my gosh, I'll have to be on my best behavior. And when the I amount of in. women who this then, on that, that, the side that hate women talking about normal birth. Mm that this bolsters their position. Like, you yeah. fucking bitches. You want these doctors. normal births and now you're killing the doctors. Yeah. Oh, as if they don't have enough to worry about. And you're just like, oh, good Lord. Oh. So, um, another article. So, he's been a very busy boy. <laughs> this fucking Gino Patino, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, the Australian uh, Birth Trauma Association reports rising numbers of women dealing with psychological and physical injuries from being pressured into having a vaginal delivery and persuaded against a cesarean birth. <laughs> anyway. Um, and Brisbane obstetrician Dr. Gino Picorio said he had been forced to lie to patients' families and claim he was the one that recommended a C-section for medical reasons so the woman wouldn't have to explain what they wanted for surgery. And also that, what's wrong with that? Like if a woman wants a C-section and she says to you, yo, can you tell my husband that it needs to happen because I don't want to tell him, you do it. You, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm your ride or die. I'm your obstetrician. I'll say that, whatever. That's going to do with me. That's because of between her and her husband. She doesn't want... I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. And when they say... So they're saying that women are being pressured into not have Like into having vaginal births and mm. avoid C-sections. Mm. Are, 
how? Like what are, are women just being told uh, yeah. the actual risks versus mm. benefit of having a C-section and then they decide for themselves? Because yeah. if you don't want to push a baby out of your vagina, it ain't coming out. Yeah. Mm. You know, like if you say, no, I want a C-section, I want a C-section, I want a C-section, yeah. you'd get a C-section. And, and just like, you, you, know, like- you know what? It is an abnormal, like if you don't want an, if, if you want an elective C-section, mm. guess what? You will have criticism. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah. If you want a free birth, you guess what? You can have criticism. <laughs> yes. Get over it. Like what? That's just so like, shut up. Like what do you mean? Motherhood fucking- is criticism. Oh. But know? they're saying that that's because now you've been forcing me into a vaginal birth and all these issues. So then he talks about third and fourth degree tears and all of this type of stuff. Recovery after a simple elective planned C-section may be well faster and easier than recovering from a difficult vaginal delivery, which can lead to extensive tearing, prolapse, sexual dysfunction, and in some cases, post-traumatic stress. Yes, correct. Yeah. But we're not talking about the same type of vaginal births, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, so the ABTA, that's the Australian Birth Trauma Association, um, Amy Dawes, said there was a room, there's room for all kinds of deliveries. We hear of women being stuck in situations where there is immense pressure on them. There is inadequate resourcing, low staff morale and lack of collaboration between obstetricians, midwives and managers. Women and families are identified in these Anyway, Alicia Staines from Maternity Consumer Network said there must be a strategy in place to reduce C-section rates, which was three times higher than the World Health Organization recommends. You know, the World Health Organization, the ones you've listened to with all the COVID shit, that? Oh, no, we don't listen to them for this. Um, the birth, and this is what she says, the birth trauma organization is an anti-vaginal birth and anti-midwife. So this rhetoric doesn't surprise me. They're just a mouthpiece for private obstetricians. They are. I was like, yes, exactly 100%. what they are. But they're using what the obstetric culture has done to these women causing all those issues yeah exactly and then blaming it on us yeah we don't want no part of that or just making up some bullshit story about shoulder dystocia or you know lowering heart rate and fucking whatever else to justify yeah the treatment they received exactly yeah it's just i i think it's telling like hannah dullen was in an interview once she's like a big midwife, like University of Western Sydney lecturer, like all this book author, home birth midwife, plus worked in hospitals for many, many years. And I remember her talking about um, like shoulder dystocia and she said like in her career she's seen one, you yeah. know. They're very rare. You can never get – like the problem with it is is like – not necessarily a big baby will do it. Sometimes small babies – like you don't actually know. It's position one size. But <laughs> – you see a midwife who's been graduated for 18 months. Oh, I've had five shoulder dystocias. Yeah. No, you haven't. No, you're traumatizing probably most of those women. If yeah. Like that is statistically impossible. You've seen five women that received an epidural, birthed on their back and were coached to push. Or you've seen a baby not actually turtling. Or you've just seen a baby maneuvering and you're like, oh my God, because mm. you're a fucking panic merchant. Yeah. And you've now slammed her onto her back. You've pushed her legs up. You've ripped that baby out. You've broken clavicles, all of this stuff. Yeah. And you think it was shoulder dystocia, like you're a fucking clowns, but it's a clown show run by a clown organization and all these clowns were taught at a circus. And they have to have all these emergencies Mm -hmm. to justify the treatment women receive. Yeah, exactly. They have to say, oh, the baby's heart rate crashed or, oh, Mm -hmm. the baby was stuck or baby this, baby that to justify what they did because otherwise at the end of it, you just have a broken vagina and no reason for Mm -hmm. it. Oh, the scapegoat is the women who want normal birth, like us. <laughs> yeah. These are the fucking reason. Blame We're the, the women. reason for everything. Blame the women who, what is it? Think that birth is a natural life experience. <laughs> what a fucking show. Jesus Christ. Insanity. Definitely. Catch your cunts. Catch your cunts.